On October 23, 1979, at about 7 p.m., first grader Elizabeth Lenny Barkley was walking with her three-year-old brother, Scotty, and five-year-old neighbor, Junior, to the convenience store on the 290th block of West Northwest Highway near Community in Dallas. About a block from the children's northeast Dallas apartment, a dark-colored car with a trunk lid that wouldn't close all the way approached them and stopped next to them. An African male got out of the car, grabbed Elizabeth, hit her, and forced her into his car. The male was about 30 to 35 years old, about 5'10", stocky built, with long sideburns. He threatened her, screaming, I'll drown you. His car was a dark-colored 1974 two-door Buick sedan. Search and investigation. Police were notified immediately, and a search began for Elizabeth with the aid of a helicopter and back horse riders. They searched near Lake Batchman, and they feared that Elizabeth's abductor might attempt to drown her. The lake was less than a mile from the girl's apartment, where she lived with her mother Lita since the parents had been separated. Investigators searched their files for known sex offenders as well as lead on cars. They didn't believe that there was any personal connection between the poor girl and her abductor. Police stated that the incident happened so quickly and in front of a very young witness that detectives were gasping at straws. There was also another witness looking out of his window that the witness the abduction and stated that the man seemed to be hitting the girl in the back of the seat while in the car while driving away. A suspect, fitting the description of the man, was arrested and questioned for four days. The abduction on an outstanding parking ticket, but the police stated, he was one of the many who fitted the general description of the kidnapper and drove a similar car. Another suspect was arrested on a phone booth. After calling the police and asking for $10,000 for the safe return of the girl, apparently he had nothing to do with the abduction and was charged with extortion. On December 19, 1979, the remains of Elizabeth were sadly found on the side of a rural road in Van Zandt County in East Texas. Farmers were hauling hay in the Harem Wills Point area when they discovered her decomposed body in a ditch. It was about 45 miles east of Dallas and 3 miles from Interstate 20. Two 45 caliber cartridges were found near the body, but there were many other cartridges in the area as it was used for tiger practice. The medical examiner stated that she was shot in the chest. Also, there was a stab wound on her skull. There were two holes in her blouse, suggesting that she was shot twice. Some of her bones were scattered across the railroad. She was identified through detailed recordings the next day, which would have been her eighth birthday. There was no mention of whether foreign DNA was found at the crime scene or on her remains. The same clothing Elizabeth was wearing on the day of her abduction 
was found at the scene. There was no mention of whether she was killed at that location. According to one source, the medical examiner estimated that she was murdered the day after she was kidnapped. In 2019, Texas Rangers have reopened the investigation into the abduction and murder of Elizabeth and urge anyone with information to come forward. The suspect will likely be over 70 years old. On a final note, I wonder if an artist has ever been commissioned to draw a sketch of the suspect. This happened in 2008 when I was 9 years old. I lived in a townhome community where each road had two sides of homes. In between the backs of the houses, there was a backyard with alleys that went in between each building section. I lived on the edge of one of these, and my townhome was on one of the alleyways. I lived on one street, and across the back road on the opposite side, lived an elderly woman whose name I don't even know. I'm not sure what her situation was, but for whatever reason, she never liked me specifically. She was creepy and spray painted all over her window so no one could see in her house. However, that never stopped her from sometimes staring out of her bedroom window directly at mine and keeping it open at night to shine a red strobe light into my room across the way. She used to yell how she hated us. I was in the fourth grade and on a particular January morning, I had unfortunately missed the bus. My dad sent me outside to get into the car so he could drive me, and he said he'd follow me out soon after. As I was walking to my dad's car, she came out of the alleyway next to my house, slowly with a gigantic kitchen knife behind her back. She raised it and started running after me. I was faster than her, so I was able to avoid her and was able to get into the house. She walked and stood on the neighbor's porch across the way and stared at my house. I was terrified. My dad ran out and yelled at her, and she said she wanted to get rid of us, stupid kids. My parents called the police, but the police sent her home and had an ambulance pick her up later. My parents went to some kind of court meeting about it, but I don't really know about the details. I didn't see her again after that, until one year later. I don't remember the day, but it had snowed that morning so I was going to run out of the front door and play in the snow. I opened the door to see her standing on the porch, but looking out towards the road. I panicked, closed, and locked the door. I ran up to my parents' room and told them what happened, and we saw her walk off the porch up the street. I never saw her again after that. My family has since moved far away from there, but people I know say she still lives there, and her windows are still the same spray-painted windows. Though it doesn't affect me as much as it used to, and I still don't like being around knives. I apologize in advance since I'm not a good writer, but I'll do my best to share my experience. To better paint the picture, here's a description of myself at the time of this incident three years ago. 5'5", 26-year-old woman, 
medium-length bleach blonde hair, curvy, 175 pounds, wearing black high-waisted tights and a pink crop top. Three years ago, Maya was walking home late at night from my friend's house. It was dark, and at the time I lived in a rough part of a large city. I've had many sketchy situations that I've gotten myself out of, so I guess I felt sort of invincible, like nothing truly scary could happen to me. When I walk alone, I always stay very alert and aware of my surroundings for my own safety just in case. About halfway home and roughly 10 minutes to my apartment, I noticed a van started tailing me. I was used to this since my city, it was very common for a young woman in a rough area to get propositioned for a fun time. It's embarrassing how desensitized to this I was. I did my usual and crossed the road so that I would be walking beside the traffic heading in the other direction. I wasn't scared, just annoyed. The van then turned down the side street, then back into the road I was on, and pulled up to me. At this point, I still wasn't scared. Again, this has happened so many times, and it never mattered if I was wearing something that showed more skin, or if I was wearing a winter coat zipped up from below my chin, all the way down to my ankles. That area is notorious for that type of activity. I decided to be firm and told the person sternly, I'm not interested. I noticed there were two men in the van. They looked almost identical and may have been twins or brothers. Both men had a very, very dark complexion, dark eyes and short dark hair. The van didn't move. I was super annoyed and crossed the road again to get away. At this point, I figured this would be enough for them to stop following me. They didn't. They kept circling back every time I crossed the road. I've never had to put that much effort into getting a horny pervert to leave me alone. So this is when I started feeling unsafe. They zipped by me at the speed of the traffic was flowing in and I yelled for them to leave me alone. I thought it finally worked. It had been three minutes and I hadn't seen the van so I thought I was in the clear. Just in case, I pulled my phone out and was getting ready to call my sister that I lived with. Just then, the van pulled up to me very quickly and before I could even blink, one of the men jumped out of the van, opened the back door and approached me quickly in an aggressive manner, as if he was going to about scoop me in and throw me into the vehicle. The traffic in that area is very inconsistent and was dead and I imagined that it was what they were waiting for. Just as the man was about to place his hands on me, I titled to my phone and said, You're being filmed in my live video chat. I gave my friends your license plate number, and the police have been notified. I was so scared, but I didn't let that show. I stayed as calm as I could. The man paused like he was considering if I was bluffing or telling the truth, so I told it to the phone more as to give the fake audience a better look at him. He then jumped into the van and they sped off. I've never been the same since that night. I'm afraid of walking alone now, even in the daytime. Stay safe out there. Two creeps in a van. Let's not. Never meet.
I hope Karma finds you both soon. Thank you guys for listening to the story for today. I hope you guys enjoyed this story and thank you to all of the Redditors that participated in today's video. No one tomorrow, I hope you guys enjoyed this story and as always, thank you guys for all of the support you guys were showing me. Anyways, I'll see you guys in the next story, so don't forget to sit back, relax, and indulge in fear.